Hello and welcome to a very special post-episode 7, what, special feature, guys, for The Force Awakens? Absolutely. We all special, just... special reaction episode. Yeah, our special reaction episode, totally unfiltered and unedited, so all of our usual uh, foibles and so on that are removed through the magic of editing will hopefully not be in such evidence that you can't make your way through this. <laughs> But if you suffer through episode one at some point in the past, this should be a cakewalk. That said, let's dive in, guys. So we all just saw episode seven. We had different experiences. We didn't go together for the purpose of having diverse points of view, I think, right? Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, a, a movie all depends on your point of view, to use that nice Star Wars trope. Anyway, I guess the first thing we should share with our audience... Oh, we are the Nerd Travagans Podcast. In case this is your first time listening, welcome. This is not our usual format, but uh, you should find it entertaining nevertheless. And tune in, iTunes, etc. Anyway, let's just jump in, guys. What did you think of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens? Awesome. Awesome. Exceeded my expectations. Yes. Okay. Chris? Since I uh, wasn't massively disappointed, I'm utterly thrilled. <laughs> Set that bar low, okay? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Just in case. Brian? Exceeded my expectations by being above average. <laughs> <laughs> I have to completely agree. Totally exceeded my expectations as well. And I had pretty high expectations. I came away very satisfied and... Uh, Really don't have any complaints about the film, except that it seemed as removed from the other two trilogies as the prequel trilogy seemed to be from the original trilogy, if that makes sense. In other words, I think these if this is the way this trilogy is going to be, it's going to have a whole different tone than the prequels and the originals. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with that statement, but this just seemed like related, but not... I don't know how else to put it. It's just t totally very different. I I think, and I don't know, this is going to sound bad right off the start. I think they were shooting for the same tone and didn't quite capture it, as opposed to just like totally shooting for something different like the prequels. So much more similar tone, but mm, not there. You didn't perceive it as being a little bit... Uh... Uh, God, I hate to. This is like so hackney now. But you didn't perceive it as being a little darker. I I guess. I mean, the the prequels were dark. Maybe maybe I'm used to it. I mean, they certainly had a very high body count. Yeah, yeah it seemed like sure. there was a a lot of a lot of violence going down. Um. More than more than any others. I mean, I, like stormtroopers like dropping left and right. It seemed like, especially during the battle scenes. Has there ever been like actual blood in a Star Wars film before? Yeah, that caught me by surprise too. And oh, I don't want to use spoilers, but right, when I saw right. that, I was like, wow, like that's pretty like it's it's definitely a departure. I mean, how many memes have you seen with like you know star troopers or stormtroopers can't hit anything, you know, like things like that and they're never really getting, you know, blown away like they were in this in this film. Right. And there was blood a spray of blood hinted at when Darth Maul was sliced in half 
And uh, I guess when Luke Skywalker killed the, oh my god, I'm going to lose my nerd cred for not knowing the name of the snow creature on Hoth. I mean, there's a little bit of bloodshed, lost limbs, but yeah, it seemed like a... You know what? If you're listening to this spoiler alert, there's some killing in the movie, and uh, we noted some blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, even more than blood, though. I mean, I think there was just a lot more just death in general. You know what I mean? It was, the five it, planets instead of one, right? I mean, Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Not to mention the two entire solar systems that were altered by... The what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Are, okay. Are we allowed to talk about the movie? Or are we? Is this a? Yeah. Let's just uh, a slight spoilers. I mean, the okay. Starkiller base killed some stars. Yeah. Yeah. As its name implied. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I, I think totally pretty different. Brian's saying more closer to the original trilogy and trying to to be that, but maybe inadvertently coming across as different, I think. You, right, you may have made your point with the, the violence, like the, the death. Like, I didn't really consider that the tone of the movie because it's so spotty. Like, it happened at the beginning, kind of happened in the middle, happens at the end. But, well, kind of. Yeah, you're right. The behavior of uh, the the lead villain, too, he seemed very, like, moody and angry and, you know, committed a horrible act of killing that uh, I found to be, like, I don't know, that, that, that all just struck me as very dark. Like, but. It was it was dark, but to me it almost like see I was expecting him to be like way more badass. Doesn't it seem like he was sort of like kind of a joke in the movie? Like I, yeah, that was he the, was the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, to me it seemed like he wasn't like you know Vader was Vader. I mean you know it, it was palpable when he came onto the screen. You knew like people were like holy shit like we you know what I mean like we can't fuck around. Whereas when he was there, it was more like Kylo was just like. Uh, eh, he's just sort of like this guy that, yeah, okay, yeah, he's got some powers and we got to sort of watch out for him, but, you know, and then even like when he, he had like two or three different tantrums where he was yeah. just like hacking things like, like, eh, 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 I'm pissed, I'm pissed, I'm going to destroy this chair, you know, like, I don't know, man, that's the one, I guess that would be my major gripe for for the movie. I've always said what was so scary about Vader was he knew he was a bad guy. Yeah. And he was just perfectly, like, zen about that. Like, yeah, I'm going to murder you horribly. Uh, it's what I do. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. This guy, like, yeah, he was just throwing temper tantrums and people got killed. I think he's meant to be unpolished. Like, he's he, he barely has control. Like, emotionally, he's not stable. He, he's He has powers, but he he's not in tune, I guess, with the Force yet. He... He, he's like Anakin at the end of episode three before yeah. he fully just commits. He's like you know Anakin I mean? on Naboo or yeah. Dagobah. Dagobah. Yeah. No, the, what was the fire planet? M- Mustafar. Mustafar. Yeah, Mustafar. Yeah. Well, no, I actually meant as a seven year old. Oh. oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think he's like his weapon, like unrefined, you know what I mean? And definitely trying to live up and understanding he is not living up to the, the, the Sith of yore, if you will, or, or, or even Vader. Uh, I, I noticed Sith wasn't even mentioned at all, so is that now, like, being, like, swept under the rug, or... I mean, is there anyone alive who would have, like, spoken that word? I, I, his his boss? Well, see... Eh, he's not a Sith. 
Yeah, what is he? That that's another question. How many spoilers are we getting into? <laughs> well, well, he well definitely... not a Sith doesn't really spoil much. Oh. I mean, <laughs> well, he definitely was like schooling him in the Force. I mean, he even said like his final lesson needs to happen or whatever. You know, I guess the final part of his training or whatever. Yeah. Again, and that 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 feeds back into Kylo the villain needing further refinement. Yeah. I, and I, okay, I think that feeds into another impression for me of this movie. I like the sort of we're dropping you in the action and you're going to leave with a bunch of questions. The story is completely unrefined and raw and so are the characters. And of course, Brian, having known me for a long time, knows that I love loose ends. I love loose ends and unexplained things. And probably most people hate those things. What criticism I've heard from a lot of people is not enough explanation. Um but contrast well, that with episode one that did nothing but the prequel trilogy that prequel trilogy that did nothing but just explain, 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 explain until there is no mystery left. Yeah, and, and no explanations. Like it's part one of three. Like you know what I mean? Uh, they've got to leave something for two and three. You right, know? right. Or right. well, eight, eight and nine. You know. The only thing I'll say, like as, as way of complaint, is it felt like there's going to be like a director's cut that explains a lot more then it felt like, oh, this will be explained in the sequels. And don't forget all the prequel cartoons and comic books that are going to fill in. Like, you're going to know what every soldier in the First Order, uh, you know, ate for breakfast each day. I'm sure Disney has plenty of backstory to fill in. Yeah. Right, and well, don't, don't, don't forget, it's the age of information now. I mean, and J.J. Abrams is a master at, like, disseminating and, yeah. you know, putting out false information. I'm sure they are, like, like you said, Tom... I'm sure they have a ton of other content that they'll probably reveal in different ways, not just a director's cut on a, on a, on a Blu-ray or DVD, but like maybe even a TV, you know, uh, uh, comics in the comics or in the TV series that they're coming up with or in, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they probably are doing that on purpose to like make sure that the universe and all the other offerings that they have in the universe still contain things that people want to consume. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So my little brother has a has a theory um, that right now we have four Star Wars stories when it comes to the movies, and that's the latest one we just had, the prequel, and the last two of the first trilogy, and then the original story itself. Not sure I followed that. What do you mean the? Yeah. So so basically, the first story is the the A New Hope is actually self contained. Okay. On its own, and then after that. The need to create expanding the universe went on for two and three. And then, like you said, they tried to fill in and answer all the questions for the first for with the prequels. Yeah, so this is like almost this is almost rebooty or, or standalone to, to make up. Well, the biggest biggest complaint I've heard for those who go beyond the whole. Well, I love the expanded universe and now I'm still angry and I don't think this is a great film because I wanted the you know, the extended universe stuff to go up on the screen for me was that they felt like this was very similar to, uh, to the first film. Well, I think Brian called it. I mean, it was for all intents and purposes, a shot by shot. I have a list redo of like, of (laughs) which is fine. I mean, and and if you think about JJ Abrams, that's, I mean, that's what he did with the latest star Trek movie. I mean, it was Khan. it was wrath of Khan, basically shot for shot, but, with a with a twist with his own i guess impression on it and so that's sort of how i was watching it you know or how i saw it when i was watching it and i think he hewed too closely 
I think he hewed too closely to Star Trek, but when it came to Star Wars, he made enough of a riff that it still stood on its own. Hmm. For me. Yeah, okay, I, I actually want to get into Brian's list, which I believe, Brian, if I'm is a list of uh, sort of shots that were <laughs> kind of repeated from other movies. Let's say borrowed. But I will say, and I'm not sure how I feel about this, in addition to just tone, this does seem, yeah, it is standalone, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with how standalone it seems. Like, uh, it almost doesn't, I won't say it doesn't matter what happened before, but this very much feels like, we're going in a whole new direction in the galaxy. And I, I don't know. I, 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 again, it might just be cause it's new and, and I'm old and I'm trying to <laughs> come to grips with it. But I have a, I have a certain disconcerted feeling as a result of what I perceive as change. Eh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I don't know if you guys felt that at all. I, I, th- I did feel it, but I think that might just be what makes a good movie or what doesn't. Because let's be frank, and Leia being a general, still being a general, and chasing down TIE fighters is a much better movie than Leia being a senator and like doing logistics reports all day. <laughs> good point. Yes, good point. Good point. Good point. Like, yeah, she should probably be like on Coruscant ruling or something, but that'd suck. Right, and okay... And by mentioning Coruscant, you kind of also illustrated my point, um, or really highlighted my point. And one, I agree wholeheartedly that, yeah, I like Leia being in the action. I like the, I like the original heroes still being in the action in in the action and not like yeah, a Manning bureaucratic position somewhere. But to to further highlight the this seems divorced from everything else point that I was trying to make, there was like no mention of Coruscant. The the Republic is mentioned very. Matter of not matter of fact, me, but as a sort of background actor, is it not? Yeah. And I thought the whole point was to reestablish the Republic. So apparently, this isn't a spoiler. This is just my conjecture. Um, well, the Republic's doing fine. It doesn't need reestablishing, right? I mean, I guess that was all misleading. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, at any rate, they seem to be tolerating this new this resurgence of evil. And I thought the Republic's point was, you know, they were re- they wanted to restore like a nice peaceful, I thought Jedi ruled Republic, but that does not seem to have come to pass. Well, I've read some background stuff, not spoilers, but the there's a whole bunch of background stuff that's been explained in all of the new A Force Awakens material. I found a place where it was all nicely summed up. And, okay. yeah, there was enough of the Empire left that they could still establish a territory. Basically. Oh, I see. I see. So there's the ga- there's portions of the galaxy that are still contested. Yes. Or, yes. Obviously. Obviously, as the movie would, would have you indicate. Which is fine, because you can't really have Star Wars. <laughs> with no <laughs> with war. It, with no war. Okay, right. But, right. There, it, it was clear, though, that there was a huge tension. But, you know, when he... Uh, when the the Moth general or whatever you want to call him, you know, made that sort of Heil Hitler speech to the troops before they fired the weapon. You know what I mean? It was obviously it was obvious that there was still like, you know, the Republic was hated by them and there was, you know, ongoing friction and tension between them. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the New Order definitely have it out for the Republic. <laughs> 
Like they they're not content to rule their quadrant. Right. They they want to do they want to do in the republic. It sounds like so. Oh yeah. Or, no. <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna just get it more and more into spoilers. If I can. Yeah, fuck it. We just have to. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to just post a spoiler alert. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm sure anyone that listens to this podcast will have watched it by this weekend. So. Yeah, I sure hope so. so. Um, but yeah, uh, the one thing uh, I wanted to bring up with uh, with regard to I guess what you guys were talking about is that you know, like you said, Brian, it's <laughs> you still had to make a good movie. You know, like it's not the movie couldn't just be made for nerds like us. It had to be made for the general public as well. And if you contrast like the, this movie with say like the Hobbit, there's no comparison to me. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you just look at standalone, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and those movies, yeah, they're, they're pretty badass movies. If you just watched them and had no idea or never read Tolkien, you know, but if you're looking at star Wars and you're watching this movie, um, not only is it just a badass movie, if you never even heard about Star Wars and you watched it, walked in and watched it, but I think it, perf- not perfectly, but it balanced the line enough for the hardcore fans and also put out a polished good product for the casual or non, you know, non fans. It totally made me roll my eyes, like at some point, but for the most part, absolutely right there with you. It totally felt like a Star Wars film. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, Brian, in our offline discussions, I was totally all about this movie and, like, no, no negatives, because that's, as we know, I'm a little easy to please when it comes to movies. But you compiled a pretty good list, I think, that we I, I wouldn't mind going through, uh, of some scenes that were, let's just say, inspired <laughs> by scenes in previous Star Wars movies. I think th- this is by far what actually bothers me the most. And again... This is my third favorite Star Wars movie, so to say that I like Empire better than this is, is just not a complaint, because I like Empire better than anything else in the world. This was a good movie, but this is what bothered me about it. Um, I was joking with Tom, we'll play, we'll play Name That Movie, and in which Star Wars, which Star Wars film opened with the bad guys scouring a desert planet for a droid with vital information to the good guys <laughs> who had fallen into the hands of a force-sensitive local after its master was captured by the Empire, or the right. bad guys, they're not the Empire. Right. Uh, uh, aliens? <laughs> <laughs> On that which... would, That would be one and seven, correct? Four, three, four, and seven. Sorry, I, yeah, not one. Sorry, yeah, three and seven. Four, four, and four, four, four and seven. seven. God, yeah, uh, New Hope and, and seven. Right, 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 right. Uh, I'm trying That's to keep it, it in order right here. Well, those are, those are the only similarity points, right? You know no, what? No. Let's tackle this one. This isn't necessarily plot driven, but we'll we'll do it right now. In which Star Wars film is there a character in unique armor made out to be a total badass who stands there like an asshole the entire movie and then gets punked at the end, <laughs> leaving fans to make excuses for why they may or may not be dead? Hmm. Hmm. Who could that be? Well, I'm happy to say that there's no bounty hunters fitting that description, but yeah, uh, there certainly is a much vaunted strong female character villain. Mm-hmm. Um who, 
yeah, was just there, like, saying mean stuff and then kind of wasn't, right? I have a real complaint with her, and, and Jesus Christ, forgive me for this, because it, it really airs on the social warrior side. She was the only woman in the entire Empire, oh, wait, in the entire First Order, and her only role in the film was to be forced to do something against her will. <laughs> I mean, she didn't even pull a trigger. Yeah, but she ordered the men to do it, to pull the trigger. Yeah, kind of. I mean... No, for in uh, when they were on the... Well, I, I guess, yeah, kind of, because Kylo said do it, and then she ordered them to do it, I guess. But when they asked, you know, what about the survivors or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ah, we'll just skip the order. So, on what movie and what Star Wars film do Han and Chewie have to land on a heavily forested planet and bring the orbital shields down before the good guys can begin their final attack on the bad guys' mega base? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be six and seven. And and by the way, so, throughout all of Star Wars history, Han Solo is the only one who knows that you can just fly really fast through those shields. So those shields are worthless. Right. I think that was meant to be testament to Han's like ingenuity and genius. Like he discovered this new technique for just you come out of well, all right, spoiler alert. Evidently you can just like jump out of hyperspace on the other side of a shield and you're fine. Right. And well, I mean, I think also because it was so dangerous, like, you know, he's like, Well, if I told you how I was gonna do it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be happy or you wouldn't want me to do it. You, you know what I mean? I think it was like he's the only one crazy enough to like attempt it or do it. Yeah, they implied that the shields evidently are very close to the planet or something, because he's like, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up! <laughs> but still, very tricky. Yeah. Not that I'm excusing that, I'm just saying. But yeah, I'll nitpick I mean, for a second. That, that, okay. fall, that falls into the same category of, you know, why do you have a hole in your Death Star that you can shoot a one rocket into that destroys the whole thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do you have this? So, I mean, why do you have this, like, you know, flaw in your shield system that can allow anyone to just hyper jump into your space? Let's talk about that. In which Star Wars <laughs> film does the hotshot X-Wing pilot skim along a trench filled with turbo lasers to attack the bad guys' <laughs> spherical bases only weakness? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least they had to soften it up for him first. <laughs> I cannot believe they did that. That yeah. was bad. Well, I mean, do you? Th- I mean, do you take it? I guess you're not taking it as an homage to the to the original. Then you're taking it as a you should have departed further. I, hmm, homage is one thing. This was a clips episode. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you loved the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. It was a good movie. I'd recommend it. I'll see it again for sure. It it is, as I said, Empire, New Hope, Force Awakens. Yeah. But mm, mm. I mean, I think they were probably thinking, well, it's different enough. Like it, it was Poe. It wasn't Ray. It was, you know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. I, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. I, I kind of liked that it was like similar. You know, it more than similar. I'm mean, almost, you know, it was very, 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 very. <laughs> very similar we'll say yeah but. it was deja vu yeah because that and that sort of brings you to my point which was i never thought never in a million years thought that i would feel like a kid again watching this or any other movie and i kind of did like i kind of did feel like i'm not going to say uh, you know even close to what i did when i first saw star wars but 
it definitely like was a little bit of a stoking of the fire for sure. I don't know if if Harrison was just calling it in, or maybe this is when he broke his leg and they just left it in the film or whatever. I I felt that nostalgia during the scrawl, and I felt it when Leia showed up, but. Han Solo's Kramer entrance really just bothered me. Mm. He like kicks open the door and stumbles in. Yeah, well, he's old. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about his. I don't know about his dexterity anymore. You know, <laughs> that that may have just been when he broke his leg because he really did break his leg walking onto the uh, Millennium yeah. Falcon, didn't he? So yeah. maybe they couldn't have reshot that. Yeah, but his um. His scene, you know, when, when, like, his solo scene, when he's telling them, like, it's all true. Oh, like, yeah. I, I thought that was, I got chills. And I thought that was great acting. That was killer. Yeah. I found Han, I, I did notice he was a little slow moving, and I totally forgot that he had, had a broken leg. Like, he wasn't doing a lot of dashing around, was he? But, um, hmm. I don't know. I, uh, do you think Ford was phoning it in at all or, or kind of wanted no. to, or ha- do you think he was half hearted in his desire to participate at all or? No, I, I, I mean, I mean, I, now that you th- I think about it, Brian, you're right. He kind of stumbled in, but I, I didn't even catch that when I first saw it. Um, and then I think all his other scenes, I think he just killed it, man. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was, I thought he was good. So this, <laughs> Well, because he was the—I mean, because let's be honest—he was—he was the focus, right? I mean, yeah, he was the main as, character. Yeah, aside from you know, like introducing all the new he people, he was doing the torch passing, right? He—he he pushed, he—he he pushed everything along, and then that makes me, you know, and just especially with the ending, now we know who is going to be the main character in the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely do. Um. You mentioning Han coming onto the stage and him being the main character is getting me um, thinking about what I want to discuss next, guys. If you, unless you want to uh, continue along this thread anymore, I'll beat this list up if you want me to. We're not even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, keep throwing it up. Let's go through your list. I was enjoying that. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. So, in which movie did the Millennium Falcon stop for repairs after fleeing Tie Fighters, only to wind up with sucker mouth monsters stuck to its windshield? <laughs> and that was just such a minor point in the movie that that one really bothered me. Like that monster could have looked like anything. Mm-hmm. You just didn't like the fact that it sort of tax. It was sort of uh, taxonomically. I don't even know how you would say that. But that it somewhat resembled a Minoc. I, I think that was supposed to be homage, but that came across a little heavy. <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, there was tons of them. I mean, like when Finn pulls out the the training ball, the training yeah, spear. Awesome. I mean, that was so good. And when he turns on the stupid chess board, yeah, you know, I was dying laughing. And, and like my girlfriend sitting next to me had no idea why I was laughing, but it's like, <laughs> was she a total noob? Had she seen this stuff before or not? She she's seen them, I think, once before, like with her dad or you know whatever, like years ago. You, you know what I mean, like but didn't watch them again before then whatever. And, but she, here's what, like going back to what I was saying before about making a movie for people who are not necessarily fans or just casual fans. She walked out of there like blown away. She freaking loved it. She could not stop talking about it. I, I mean, she, and that's another thing I really loved is that like, 
I'm really excited that this is going to get like a whole new generation, not just of kids, but of just people that weren't fans before probably into it, you know? I mean, I think almost like they paid a little bit of service to us, but it was for them. And I'm thrilled with that. I'm thrilled with that. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that they set the stage for a new generation of Star Wars for new people. Yeah, and that, 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 yeah. I agree. That was that was really awesome. Even if they uh, <laughs> did revisit some familiar territory for longtime fans. Like stormtroopers chasing Han, Chewie, and their new charges out of a shady bar filled with a huge variety of aliens and a <laughs> jizz band. <laughs> oh, you can't argue with that one at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, you as soon as they walked in, it was greed. You know, it was Cantina. I mean, totally, you knew that. But I mean, I didn't. At least mind. no one got killed. I didn't mind. I was laughing. In those scenes where they serving the dual masters of like nostalgia for the old time fans and like tried and true formula for the new ones, basically. Yeah, had to be, had to be. I don't know how I felt. I don't know how I felt about the main character, the 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 Greedo, I got the nice Greedo. You know what I mean? Oh, Brian, I think you missed a spot. In, huh? in what in what film well does does the uh, opposition get alerted to the heroes as they walk into the bar? Oh yeah, yeah, like those people like like subtly uh, call, calling them. Yeah, yeah. Nope. No, but back to what I was saying. How did you guys feel about that? The woman sort of, and, and this is another point. The, uh, you know, I always have to play the ethnic guy. Was was it a little racist that she was like? She Caribbean? was hardly Asian, wasn't she? Was, she? was she? No, she was like Caribbean. Well, it was like a mix. It was yeah. like a- Asian eye, like in her like eye kind of thing. But like, she was like definitely like from the islands. Like she the way was she very was. stereotypical. Yeah, didn't like that. And okay, while we're on this topic, so everybody remind me and, and like again, completely inconsequential spoilers. Um. What did Finn do on Starkiller Base? Oh, sanitation. So sanitation. the black guy was the janitor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, on the topic of the lady who ran the bar, I don't know. I mean, they gave her a, a, maybe, let's just say, I don't know, West Indian accent or whatever you want to call it. I'm not good with placing accents, but Caribbean accent. Yeah. Whatever, and of course, me saying that in and of itself is like racist and insensitive, but I apologize. Um, I didn't. T- I didn't think that she was offensive on the level of like Jar Jar. No, certainly not. Certainly. Or the Namut. What were they? Namodians or whatever. The the Asian guys. Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought she was pretty close to those guys. Really? really? You found her she, a little close. She, I mean, it's hard for me to say I was offended. But mm. I think were I West Indian, I might be offended. I think the fact that she was likable is what makes me not think it's as bad. Like, I thought that character was good. Like, she was clearly a good character. You didn't it's like It's her. all right to be terribly stereotypical as long as you're likable. Uh, I wouldn't say That's it's all right. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, here, here's my thing, though. Like, uh, you know, being the minority of the group, like, I, I struggle with it because it's like, okay, you, you don't want to, like, offend anyone. But at the same time... I applaud them to the extent that they want to be inclusionary of all ethnic race types, you know, or even, you know, whatever. So I feel like they're trying to like be like, okay, well look, but we, 
we have a West Indian type character. We have a, you know, whatever. We're not trying to make fun of them or, or offend them. We want to include them in this grand universe, you know. But I think the execution is where they fall down in that. I will say this. They went down a real checklist when the wings were checking in for the run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, in terms of making sure that uh, everybody was represented? Yeah. Yeah. White guy checking in. Brown girl checking in. Yellow guy checking in. Yeah. <laughs> Transgender B-wing pilot checking in. No, I don't. Um, I- I'm more okay with that kind of diversity, if you will, where they don't highlight like, hey, Asian tactical commander, what do you think about this? Uh, it know. just felt so forced. They couldn't have been, like, earlier in the movie or Leia's bodyguard or anything like that. They all had to be uh, X-Wing pilots at the exact same time. Like, <laughs> it almost felt like a world showcase. <laughs> well, Disney and Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they should have had a roll call before taking off. Yeah. Asian dude, check in. The, it, what was funny too is that there were so many actors that were like J.J. Abram favorites, you know, or uh, a lot of those guys I've seen in like Lost, like different, you know, different his shows and stuff like that. What's his name was in it? Well, a heroes guy was yeah, in hero, it. Hero, yeah, the heroes guy was in it. Yeah, the, the guy that was the cop in Heroes. Um, well, while we're talking about cameos and, and actors. Uh, did you guys know that Daniel Craig was in the movie? Was he yes. really a stormtrooper? I heard that, but they're they're saying he was the stormtrooper that was like guarding Ray, and wow, and, and she used her force powers on. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Who was the guy that decided it was a good idea to throw his shield away before he entered melee combat with the Jedi? Yeah. Oh, he did have a shield. Okay, yeah, I'd seen the part of that in the trailer, and he was using the shield. In the trailer. Like, which I, think, I guess makes even less sense why he threw the shield away unless the shield fell apart at some point. Well, I think, didn't he, didn't he need two hands to hold that weapon? He oh. didn't use two hands to fight. Maybe mm. to show off like he did. You mean the guy that took on um, Finn, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess he knew Finn was like just a runaway stormtrooper and didn't think he was a Jedi or something. He was like, screw you. But I have a lot more respect for lightsabers than most people in that universe do. <laughs> Well, that kind of bothered me too, though. It's like, who's this guy just coming out of nowhere and thinks he's going to fight, like, you know, a Jedi with, with his, like, pseudo lightsaber? Well, they, or, you know whatever what? Whatever that but, was. But, they, but people don't believe in Jedi. Like, they, you know what I mean? Once again, the, the galaxy has collective amnesia and people don't believe yeah. that they were even real. And, like, things have passed into legend already, within a, even within a single lifetime. That guy hadn't met Kylo? I mean, they were on the same ship. Right. Um, even lightsabers, whether he believes in Jedi or not. I don't know. I think pr- probably the First Order dismissed the notion of the Jedi or something like that. And you know what I mean? In the same way that the Galactic Republic suppressed the Sith and it was only a legend and people didn't believe it. Uh, maybe that maybe in the First Order, they just, yeah, the Jedi, they, they were never, you know, worth anything. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, these are people raised from spoiler alert. These are people raised from uh, birth in this brainwashed um, setting, right? So let's yeah. talk about the effectiveness of that brainwashing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Literally yeah. never pulled a trigger once. Oh, uh, Finn? Right. I mean, like, he was raised from birth as a merciless stormtrooper. 
his very first deployment, he was like, nah, I'm not going to shoot anybody. I'm not even going to shoot my gun in the air to make it look like I'm trying. And how come, like, how come if he was in sanitation, he was on this, like, ground, like, assault? Like, they had plenty of troops. You know what I mean? I think they probably... If I had to guess, they wanted to they want to rotate everybody through combat duty, and they had questions about his loyalty, and they wanted to make him prove it by you know, murdering villagers on behalf of the first order. Yeah, that, that's my two cents, you know. Or maybe well, he was re- he was already scheduled for reeducation. Oh yeah, see, he was already he was already kind of uh, he failed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he was a problem child to begin with. Yeah. Maybe they need to work on their techniques. Well, they do mention that there was some question as to whether or not a clone army would have been a better move for them. Yeah, that, they made that little comment. Might as well have gone back to the robots. <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> God, don't remind me. But you did remind me of something else. Brian, any more on your list? Any more uh, heavily borrowed scenes? Um, yeah, a couple of kind of spoilers. This one's good. Um, in which movie is the... Jedi Master, uh, who loses one battle with the dark side when a student in his care uh, turns to the dark side, then retreat to a remote planet to live out his days alone, right, just right. to be yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we you know the internet gave Yoda a lot of shit for like, well, I kind of tangled with Darth Sidious for a little while, but uh, I don't know, I didn't feel like finishing that fight. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> leave. Go, go into hiding and let the world go to shit while I'm gone. Um, right. That, that's definitely revisited. Um, yeah, it's not really explained why Luke runs into hiding like that. Well, it's it's explained why he does it. But it's yeah. explained that he does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think because it's the same reason for both of them. I mean, just the the effect it has on them in terms of their feeling of failure and the the fact that all of the younglings like in episode three or whatever get killed and you know whatever spoiler like you know all the other apprentices or whatever in in this one were killed maybe that's why they just felt like so responsible and like oh i let so many you know i let the universe down or whatever and all these people died because of me that's just i'm just throwing that out there yeah, yeah, the self-imposed exile, and not only that, what, what he went looking for um, was sort of very as back to basics as you can get. Like maybe yeah. he, I don't know, he came to some realization like I can't restart the same cycle again. I'm going to go like back to the source, back to the source, and try to like just restart this whole thing mm-hmm. um, until he got. Well, we can get into who his visitor ended up, who who his visitor is in relation to him. Uh, maybe in a post-spoilers episode, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, it, my girlfriend called that, like, and she's a casual fan, so I don't think yeah. that's much of a, you know... Well, what what threads I have read about are like, that's too obvious! Well, I mean, come on, Star Wars isn't really known for its mystery. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's not M. Night Shyamalan movie, it's, it's right. Star Wars. Right, right, right. I mean... And that gets to, like, one of my little, little uh, punch card uh, things. I was, uh, until like it went all the way to the end, I was like, really? Every other Jedi I've seen has had to have at least some training to pull off stuff. And here, you, young lady, just within hours, you're pulling these tricks out of your ass. And I was like, 
It was a little. It was a little fast for me. What drove me nuts was like she she like paused in the middle of combat, closed her eyes, and like downloaded it like Neo. Yeah. I need to know how to fight. All right, now I know how to fight. <laughs> I I think that she has some kind of connection with him because just as he has this mind reading power, so does she. And I'm not saying that's that she downloaded the skills. I mean, I, I think her just like super badass, you know, latent ability was showing through. But um, I don't know. I, I think like sh- once she to once she got in tune with him and kind of realized that she could do certain things, she just tried it. I mean, for lack of any alternative, any alternatives when she was in the predicament she was in on the base, right? Yeah, and I, I, Brian, I think you hit the nail. I'm sorry, Tom, you hit the nail right on the head. I think like what's the name of the what's the name of the episode the force awakens right. i think when kylo like did that to her it like f- f- slipped a switch you know what i'm saying like she'd already had it budding sort of inside of her and then once that happened and she you know like either realized or he flipped it on somehow because he was like trying to get into her because then she started you know reading his mind you know what i mean so yeah. it, i think it awakened the force in her you know yeah. You can discuss things from the writing, which I think was a little lazy, and you can discuss them from what happened in world. And I I love that from in world because when did she really start kicking ass? Uh, when she, I mean, depends on your point of view, but I think when she obtained a certain artifact. But when he said, "I'll teach you how to use the Force." Oh yeah. And, and yeah. she's like, holy shit, this thing that I feel is the Force. All of those stories are true, and I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that was just brilliant in my mind. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. That He inadvertently awoke his, his nemesis, right? Yeah. She didn't realize it was the Force. She thought she was getting lucky. Right, right, right. Wow, that's a good, that's a really good point, Brian. Wow. Oh, man, but yeah, that was... And let's talk about her. I mean, she is amazing. I'm so happy that, like, we finally have a protagonist that is, like, not a horrible actor. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill, terrible acting. But, you know, I, I, love, I loved him as Luke Skywalker, but terrible acting. Anakin, let's not even talk about him. Young or old. Horrible. But or Jake Lloyd. I, I, yeah. I thought everyone in this, every character in this, uh, whether it was... Finn, whether it was uh, Poe, I thought they all were great. Like, great. Yeah, I thought the cast was amazing. Like they were just yeah, just from an act, just from an acting standpoint. You know what I mean? Yes. God damn! I just remembered this. Since you brought it up, and I don't know if it's acting or if it was supposed to be some kind of weird homage, but I hated Poe in the beginning because half his dialogue was, "Are we really going to do this? We're really going to do this." he was so modern day yeah actually Uh, and they were like hugging like they were like best friends like like bro fisting and shit after like like two days yeah he he and finn were both talking a little like american street lingo like oh did you see that oh man i nailed it like yeah it was a little (laughs) i was i was really worried me too they got away from that fairly quickly i mean i was pretty much expecting like a uh, some stereotypical droids in the vein of the, uh, the stereotypes from the Transformers movies come rolling around the corner step, for, for step a second. Spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But no, they, they got away from that fairly quickly. And I, I was worried because I, I wanted to like Finn because he was, they conk you over the head with like, this guy is inherently good. And then I'm like, okay, but please don't make him inherently annoying. And he got away from that very quickly and I ended up liking him by the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the pluckiness and optimism of the characters. Um, you know, the, the, the new characters, which I think was supposed to reflect their alignment with the light side. Again, my point of view, fully. Yeah. But Brian, do you have any more to share? Because I would like to get into one more um, segment. All right, so these three kind of all go together towards the end, so we'll just bang them out. They're still good in the heart of the big, bad, evil guy. He's (laughs) being controlled and manipulated by the bigger, badder, eviler guy. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) That's That's episodes one through seven right there, pretty much, right? I guess it's just the theme, but I don't know. I, especially with, like, The Force Awakens, I, I was really thinking it was going to be more about, I don't know, like, like everyone developing their powers instead of just, like, this guy being a schmuck who, who believes the first <laughs> guy that comes along. Really? You can resurrect people? No one else in the universe can do that. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I can do it. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. I'll, yeah, sure. I'll turn to the dark side for that. Just save my wife. Um. Yeah, I... Well, Brian, I'll answer that one with this. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, well, you, that one didn't make the list. <laughs> well, you got to wonder who's what his motivations were to join the dark side. I think that's another one of those unanswered, obviously, things. That we'll just have to see as it goes on. Yeah. This Speaking one either bothered me. Fish. Go ahead, Chris. Oh. Speaking of big fish, I have my own personal theory about the new big bad. Okay, what is it? I think he's an evil Yoda. What? Well, then why is he's he so Mr. big? Why is he so big? Well, his his, his hologram is huge. Hologram. No, that's true. Yeah. He's got Napoleon complex. Exactly. Exactly. He uh, maybe. So this will either disappoint me in eight or nine, or like thrill me in eight or nine when they explain it away like properly. There's no way there's another Sith that Palpatine didn't know about. There's no way. He's got to be something outside the Sith, which could be awesome. So a a Force user that is not of the Sith Order or something like that. Maybe there's another Order. Maybe he's just a badass, like, you know, Force-sensitive on his own. Maybe it's all about, like, you know, just emotions. Like, you know, look, I'm selfish and I have these powers, so I'm kind of evil with them, or, you know. But there's no way. I mean, Palpatine scoured the galaxy. Uh, yeah, and, and would have would have discovered this, this individual, sure. Unless well, you... Have you heard the Plagueis theory that people kicked around on Reddit? Oh, yeah, yeah, that this is actually just Plagueis who did not die. Yeah, yeah. Eh, I no, yeah. actually, Well, they said he was killed in his sleep, but... This is, his, this is his dream. <laughs> that would be the first thing Palpatine was incompetent about. Right, right, he was pretty... He was pretty bad. Whatever, say what you... Well, that and not realizing that Vader was about to turn, especially when in the crappy new re-release version, he's like, no! No! <laughs> like, I would have just force lightning him as soon as he said the first no. Ugh. In the version I saw during the marathon, by the way. 
You mean the climatic confrontation between father and son, which ends with someone spiraling out of sight? <laughs> <laughs> a very similar scene to something we may or may not have seen in The Force Awakens, right? <laughs> Once again. Well, and I think you're the one that called him spiraling away, didn't you, Brian? I, I may <laughs> did you Did you have him in the death pool, in our death pool? Oh, no, no, I had uh, someone else. Oh, okay. Well, he so, doesn't, so I, I had Chewie. Oh, one of us four had him, I, I, I know, and it wasn't me. Spoiler alert, Chewie doesn't die. <laughs> I don't remember who I picked. I think I picked Yoda. Do, <laughs> do I get half my bet for my bet because I had Finn? No. I have half a bet. He's he's way alive. He's halfway there. I have half a bet. It's much easier to survive like a savage lightsaber slashing to your back than you'd think it would be. Well, I mean, if you can, I mean, if Anakin, if Vader survived, you know, if Anakin survived being like caught on fire after being, you know, delimbed. I already I mean, see it. Already and and see that was like, you know, and that was 60 years before that. And I'm sure I'm assuming medical science vertebrate reattaching technology has come a long way. Yeah, no, no he's still going to be he's going to still be uh, crippled. What they're going to do is they're going to put spider legs on him. Oh, God, don't. Oh, my God. You know, how to, you know how to push my buttons there, Chris. Ugh. God. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Stormtrooper wasn't afraid of Finn's lightsaber, because um, Kylo doesn't do much damage. <laughs> yeah, the only thing he seemed to damage was the freaking offices of, of the base. Right, Entrance. I'm sure the supply office hated him, but yeah. everybody else was okay. Kylo, this is uh, HR. We're going to need you to stop uh, <laughs> destroying our <laughs> office supplies. We'll put in a work order in for your latest uh, office that you destroy, but you really got to stop this. We're going to start docking your pay. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I like Kylo, though. I, the, 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 I think his anger and his lack of control is like part of what makes him interesting. Like his, his out of control tampers, tampers, uh, tantrums, and his just. His just raw, unrefined force power, which is, I mean, when he does focus, he can do some pretty cool, unprecedented shit with the force, for the like record. catch lasers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, literally freeze blaster. Well, they're blaster bolts. They're not lasers, remember? <laughs> uh, he, he, he froze the light. Yeah. Because the blaster bolt is tiny, so that, that thing was like three foot long. Yeah. So, so he, he froze light in space. He froze light in space. He could freeze people. Seemingly at will, he can get in your mind. Um, his powers seem cool, which which maybe bolsters your thought, Brian, that his mentor is something other than a Sith, because the methods none of those used... were really Sith powers either. Right? Yeah, these are these are unorthodox methods for the Sith or Jedi. He doesn't do any Force lightning. He just like like takes. Control he didn't even of really push or pull anybody, did he? No, he's mainly good at manipulating people. It seems. No, he did. He brought the 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 sniveling. Uh, military guy when he told her that to, to like oh, instead yeah. of force choking him he like pulled him to his hand oh that's oh, right yeah, to choke yeah, him you're right. to and actually then, choke him that's and, right. he, and he also like had Ray kept Ray's arm down like behind her back or whatever yeah I like that he could just pin your arms and I don't know yeah. he seems to have control over bodies really well so and light and light <laughs> and light yeah mm. but we'll see I I'm looking forward to seeing more of his powers yeah. We underestimate his power. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like, 
well, okay, I, I got to go back to this just because my my girlfriend said it, and and I had sort of been thinking it, but I sort of dismissed it. Um, that you know who Ray's father is or, or whatever. Mm. But you think they would do that, or do you think it would be uh, another like immaculate conception, like Anakin was? No, oh, I God. think they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I think who we suspect Ray's father is is Ray's father. Yeah, because they 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 made it a point to not show who was holding her as a little child when like her parents were being like spirited away on the on the on the craft, uh, on the rocket or whatever. Yeah, so, right. You know what I mean? And she definitely had like a very personal connection to that thing for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of conk you over the head with the fact that she is of a certain lineage. Ugh. And Luke's Luke's eyes looked pretty watery to me when she came up. Yeah, yeah, that has been commented on by people, and I think there's something to that as well. Um, yeah, they're not known for their subtlety. I, I think they're going to go that direction. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. It's kind of cool. I was about to say, it, instead of subtlety, I think that's the way the story would really should really go, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, unless they're trying to, th- okay, maybe they're just trying to throw us for a loop, and then when we get around to it, they'll be like, "Ha ha! Not at all what you thought." But uh, I don't know. I'm almost I, tempted I, to think. Good. I'm almost tempted to think that uh, there's three main characters in the movies, right? There's Han, there's Luke, and there's Leia. And I'm almost tempted to think that if, the, if this trilogy that we had Han, right, the next one's going to be Luke, and that the third film is going to kind of focus on Leia passing the torch. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. That, that might pan out. Who knows? I'm speculating. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think I thought, they will have moved solely into the new cast by then. Yeah, and I thought you were going to go in a different direction, which is you had Han, who was on his own, just a, just a guy, and then you had Luke and Leia, who were related. And then now you have Finn, who's just sort of a regular guy, and... The other two, the other two who, who, who we think are probably related. Right, right. Now, and we I talked I... about the toys spoiling things. So th- this confuses me. Was was this some kind of weird mistake or was this misdirection? Or is Finn a Calrissian or not? Mm, I didn't gather that he was a Calrissian. Is there some... The toys spoil that. His name's Finn Calrissian. Oh, no. Okay. He is, he's Lando's no. kid. Are you he's serious? Lando's. I mean, I guess it's a popular name. I don't know. I mean, I thought, maybe I thought it's he Jones in that world. <laughs> well, he was taken from his parents as a baby per the uh, First Order's way of doing things. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind because I, I mean, I like Lando and it'd be cool to have his legacy live on. But, like, now we're getting into, like, episode one, like, everyone's connected. Yeah, and you uh, wouldn't you wouldn't think Lando. I mean, he Lando was a pretty big deal. You wouldn't think he his kids would be taken for re, you know for whatever. Right. I, I please tell me it's that, that there's really a a toy like, that was a big thing. Like one of the toys, like like spoiled that in the movie. Oh God. But apparently not. I mean, I hope not. I think that's that would be. Uh... Again, I like Lando, and I, I I want to see all the characters like come back for a cameo, but that's just that would be fan service to me. Um, I'm I'm kind of eh, I'm not sure how I even feel about our theory about who Ray's dad is. I feel good about it to an extent, but again, 
we're getting into the thing in Star Wars where, you know, everything ties into everything else a little too directly. Especially so. if you watched it for 17 hours. Man, and did I ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if we're, this, and speaking this, this seems like this episode is running 17. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a quick in and out, but, uh, Speaking of which, Brian, did you have any more? Because I really would like to get onto the last segment. Um, if you, unless you have any more <laughs> comparison. Uh... Speaking of last segments, which movie ended with Chewbacca and an alternative pilot to the Falcon flying away while their friend lied in medical recovering <laughs> lightsaber wounds? Touche, touche. And speaking of Lando, yeah. And Tom, before you move on. Remember, J.J. Abrams did Lost, so which was the master stroke of putting tying everything together, and I mean even things you d- didn't notice. Uh, you know, so many Easter eggs, so many different like little things that were all involved and and somehow like came together. So that would not surprise me that he's not only going to hit us over the head with certain things, but then there's going to be like a lot of things that we just didn't notice or won't notice until they come out. You know on uh, either on Reddit or spoilers or whatever. I'm not too great with names. Abrams did Cloverfield, right? Yes. So there was a lot of things that you would never, ever have gotten from the film that he did other ways. Right. So maybe Finn Calrissian just doesn't matter. Maybe that's just something that like, oh, yeah, sure. If you read that one toy, you know, but it doesn't matter, which I kind of dig. Yeah, I hope, meaning what, it doesn't... And what does it change? That, I mean... Nothing other than, like, a way too much coincidence going on again. But, you know, it is the Force. Hmm. Anyway. Um, last point. <laughs> that was the last one? No, no, that was last... Yeah, yeah, your last okay. point. Yeah, yeah, final, fi- final topic, guys. I-, I wanted to, as you're talking about various parts of the movie... I wanted to discuss with you your experience, how you reacted, how you enjoyed it, how you viewed the movie, and what the audience reaction was to different scenes. I'll start by saying that there was a similarity in Chris's and mine uh, and my's <laughs> and my own experience, let's say. Um, that being that we both saw episode seven after having sat through an episodes one through six marathon. So good or bad or indifferent every moment of star Wars up to that point was presented. And then it was right into episode seven. So we were in there, Chris, I think maybe it was fair to say with some, well, not you, but (laughs) people in those marathons were diehard fans. I think it's fair to say. Um, Yeah. And uh, do a series of, uh, I guess, lucky events. You got to see it pretty much by yourself with a friend, right? Yeah, the uh, there was had been some sort of computer error, and we were assigned to non-existent seats or something like that. Um, and the theater we were at, they had told us they had a backup screen just in case something had gone wrong. They didn't want to screw this up, so they said, "Here you go." So we had our own theater, just my buddy Kyle and I, for seventeen hours. So except there you go. For except for the last film. They were like, well, for that one, it's going to be a regular screening. So then we had people come in. And oddly enough, uh, those people didn't seem to be hardcore fans. There were some that had a couple of T-shirts. But nobody was cosplaying because those guys were all in a, the other theater that had done the true marathon thing. 
And the theater itself was only half full, which I was kind of surprised. My theater was not packed. And it's a pretty popular mall. I mean, I guess most people... I don't know. Do people go to mall theaters for openings or like, should that have been? Cause it wasn't a really nice theater. I mean, um, if you're excited about it, you go to a nice theater, right? Yeah. 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 I guess. Oh, did so you thought that theater was just kind of was good or not, Brian? The- no, I, I mean, that was very, I mean, I'm not complaining about it, but it was not like, you know, shitty seats, eh, small screen, Attached to a mall, like the, Br- the Brower Mall Theater, the new one. Really, you, you, that was your, huh? I, I, I always thought the theater was all right. <laughs> well, did you do the Regal Premiere Experience or oh, Schmuck tickets? I don't remember. What did you have? Schmuck tickets? <laughs> yes, you oh, bought right. me Schmuck ticket. <laughs> Sorry, man. Well, uh, maybe that meant for that. That le- meant you got a less crowded uh, experience. So maybe I hope you up. Not very Star Warsy either at all. Like I, I really get the impression it was mostly new fans. Uh, okay, so like not all two people in cosplay. So limited reaction to all the throwbacks to the old movies and stuff. It was kind of depressing. Some one dude up front kept like trying to start the wave, and then it would just like die out in like half a second. Like no one would join him. Wow. So it's just like very awkward for the poor guy. Yeah, I had the opposite experience. I, my my theater was packed to the gills. It was like a great crowd. Everyone was, I mean, they they, they erupted into clap uh, clapping and, and applause like seven to ten times even before the movie. Right when the opening, like Lucasfilm credits came up, they were everyone was going crazy. Five or six times during the movie, everyone was going crazy. At the end of the movie, people were going crazy. I mean, even people stayed all the way to the end of the credits and started clapping again. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was it was amazing. Like it, it was a really fun group. I mean, obviously, I'm going to see it again several times. But like, you know, it, it was so it happened so many times that like I missed a, a lot of dialogue because they were like you know such a raucous crowd. But I, I thought it was great. I mean, I think uh, it, it was really good. That's more or less my experience too. Through the, through all of the previous films, there was a lot of like shared like laughing and like you. I could tell it was with fans because my reaction was more or less in line with theirs. You know, you would we'd all seen those movies, and so you know there was a little bit of snickering about the Luke Leah kissing and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. um, but not to the point of it being like absurd. Um, all all these shared moments, and then like people were like losing it when it was getting close episode seven you were like i can't believe it you could hear you heard all these people just so excited and then people went nuts when the scroll started and like basically the entire movie whenever they would show oh gosh when they pan to certain well-known spaceships what wait wait everybody knows the falcons in it when the falcon appeared people lost their minds when characters walked in and yeah there was a complaint that you couldn't hear dialogue because people were too busy cheering um but who cares you're gonna see it again yes exactly exactly I, I thought it was great that it was like that. Exp- I think it just added to the experience. You know what I mean? It's I been a long time since I've been in a movie. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a movie where it's been that, you know, like people that excited. But it's been a long time since I've been in a movie where people just, you know, applaud, applauded. Right. Even. Just, just pure emotional reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you're with me at episode one. Do you recall anybody like cheering or hooting or hollering in any scenes? No, that was <laughs> yeah. dead silence, dead silence. Yeah. And then like that 
dirge at the end. Everybody piling <laughs> out with their shoulders slumped. Yeah. No, when it when it started, when I saw episode one, when it started, people were apl- applauded. I, th- I think the scroll people that was did it. freak. Yeah. Yeah. But then that was it. <laughs> Just that I was killed. It was all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, I just I wanted to get your kind of read on how well the film was received uh, by the audience. And Brian, I'm sorry that you ended up at a theater with kind of non fans, but uh, it was interesting. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it didn't change the movie for me. And uh, aside from feeling bad for that one guy, like, you know, were there a lot of cosplayers at your theater, uh, Tom? I think because people were in it for a 20-hour haul, mm. that there were people, everybody was more or less wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I saw some really impressive, like, Wookiee, like, sweaters and stuff like that. People were dressed in Star Wars attire, but yeah, not too many cosplayers. However, not for the marathon, but when the Episode 7 people started coming in, then you saw the cosplayers coming out in force. Yeah, there, there were a ton of cosplayers in mine, and then even, like, when I was walking out, and, and by the way, the theater that I saw it at had like two or three other showings at the same exact time. So we all like were coming out of the theater at the same time and there were a ton of people dressed up. I saw people with lightsabers. I mean, blasters. It was, it was crazy. At the theater I was at, I saw two rebel pilots, uh, a slave Leia, believe it or not. Nice. Uh, I was like, she was in the, you know, in the full 17 hour, movie theater. I don't know how she pulled that off. And I saw quite a few of the now infamous onesies. Nice. <laughs> it seems like everybody like like here, here's my call here's my lazy cosplay for the day. It's a onesie. Dude, those things are cheap <laughs> and they're comfortable as hell. <laughs> I, I, I my my uh Wookiee onesie is still in my rotation for just <laughs> hanging out of my house. As it should be. <laughs> yeah. I'm not complaining, I just you know uh, and then I saw a couple of uh, I saw a couple of the higher end funky hoodies. Uh, like one had a, a rebel fighter ho- hoodie that actually had a plastic shield for your eyes on it. Oh, sweet! So that's kind of awesome. Yeah, the the, the attire was in evidence, and the the cosplay was in evidence. Oh, and uh, on a personal note, I ran into former Nerd Travaganza host Rick as oh. I was leaving. He and his lady were coming in to see episode seven. So got a little Ooh. got a little reunion there and uh, got into a little bit. Oh, there was some so much nerdy Star Wars, Star Wars talk going on between movies and so on. But is it true that you cannot buy the Slave Leia toy anymore? Did they actually like banish that because it was not politically correct? There are some still on shelves. They will not make anymore. They will not reprint anymore. Slave Leia is, is done for. You are kidding me. Oh. What? Poor role model for little girls, man. Oh my god, no. Please tell me. By the way, before we get too far into this conversation, I just have to point out that the person who complained about everybody being interrelated ran into an old friend at the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little too coincidental, isn't it? <laughs> 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 that is a good point. Um, but yeah, that was the only real negative takeaway I had was during the course of Star Wars conversations, I heard that the Slave Leia uh, character is not going to be banned. So it's only a matter of time before they just remove that scene from the movies, right? I don't think they'll go that far. I mean, at least it is 
painted in a negative light. She doesn't want to be a slave. You know, it's a monster making her the slave. She obviously like rebels and, and, you know, kills him to, to get her freedom back. But, but I, I don't think they want to like little girls playing with the toys or, I mean, even little boys playing with the toys or whatever, making a toy out of that is just different than like saying, yeah, it happened. Huh? Okay. So maybe not all merchandise gone, but the toy. Well, no, they're going so far as to say the merchandise, but wow. I don't even remember that toy, to be honest with you. And I was a kid at the time. Um, and I just looked it up and yeah, there's a Slave Leia toy. She kind of kicked ass in this Slave Leia costume, but. Okay. I mean, she did kill a huge crime lord. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. With his okay. own leash. I consider that one to be a little too. I think that's like a little too politically correct for the record, and I'm. As much as I rail against it, I tend to be kind of politically correct myself. Um, I okay. don't like revisionism. Yeah. I mean, it happened, and you should know it happened, and you should learn from it happened. Whatever you need to learn from it happening, but just to like kind of sweep it under the rug bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that either, and just because um, because of really in response to clamoring too, right? From certain loudmouths. I think, right? I don't think there was a popular revolt against Slave Leia. I mean... I don't know of another Disney character that's in, like, a bikini. Jasmine? Eh, not really. She's got the the long skirt pants thing. And even Ariel's usually in her ball gown, not in her coconuts. (laughs) Good point. I, I guess that's true. It is a Disney character now. I just... I don't really, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the Disneyfication happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the Halloween costume was popular among adults, so I don't think the broader broader culture objected necessarily. And you'll still be able to get the costume, you know, just not officially from Disney or anything like that. Right. You'll be able to get it. It will live on. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was just a little political correctness that injected itself in. But other than that. Force Awakens was awesome for me. The experience was awesome. The people were awesome. And let's round it out, guys, with revising our ratings from our anticipation episode of a couple weeks back. Everybody, uh, go ahead. We'll start with you, Chris. Give your score then and what your score is now. Well, my score then, it was somewhere in the middle. I was going to give it an 8 and cross my fingers that it was going to hopefully be a 7 or something. But you know what? I say... It hit the 8 mark, maybe even an 8.5 for me now. All right. Okay, hit the 8 mark. Nice. Cam, what about you? Uh, I st- I gave it a 7.5 the other day, and I'm going to jump it up to a 9. Nice. Damn. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty damn near close. Um. Okay. I, I want Brian to be last because he seems to have <laughs> – Probably spent the most time doing some careful thought about this film, so and that's not an insult to me or anybody else. So please don't take it that way, guys. And if you do, um, you know what? Go put on a slave Leia costume. <laughs> but, uh, I was at what an eleven, right? Yes, yes you were. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be realistic and take it down to like a ten or nine point. I'll go to nine point five. I, I thought the movie was perfect for what it was. I wasn't expecting. Uh, a, a masterpiece of film. I was expecting a good Star Wars movie, and I thought it delivered. So I will give it a 9.5. There were some things I would change if I had my way, but I don't. So I'll leave it at that. 
And then we'll go over to you, Brian. I know I'm really curious to see where your score went. Well, I was 8-5 before because I thought it was going to be like a good film. And and to me, 8-5 is a B+. Okay. That, okay. That, that's a good film. I mean, there's very few like, oh, my God, that was an A-plus movie. And I mean, I think I called it. I think I nailed it. Like it's it, it was a B plus movie to me. It was a, still an eight five. Okay. Like I That's... said, not perfect. I can admit it has some problems, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. Good. I'm I'm glad. And I uh, well, yeah. You know what? It, that seemed to come in pretty much where you said it would um, in your estimation as Star Wars movies go. And you you mentioned this is now your third favorite, which is uh, I'm presuming behind. Five and four, yes. Okay, in that order. Okay, I mean that's I, pretty. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, it definitely is. And I don't think I've ranked it yet. That's something I have to give a little more thought. I have to meditate on that and see what the force tells me. But um, this is definitely toward the top of the list. It was pretty good, and I'm glad we got our opinions out and our thoughts out before the internet hive mind changed our minds because you know we are very susceptible to what the internet has to say. We reserve the right to go back and revisit this episode and change it to be in tune with what everybody else thinks in a couple weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not reserve that right. <laughs> All right, guys, anything else you want to mention before we uh, kill this special Star Wars release? I have one quick comment. All right. All right, and the, watching it for 17 hours, the thing that stood out for me the most, because I saw these in the theater growing up, but since then, it's been on the small screen, and the biggest thing I noticed for A New Hope was uh, the production quality, especially on a big screen. You can literally see the paint marks or the the, the striping of the paint on daughter um, on Darth Vader's helm and on R two D two. I was like the streaks of, of them painting it up, and I'm like, wow, I never noticed that before. It just shocked me about how rough that was and then in the other two films it's like immediately vader goes to a helmet that has obviously been you know done off as a mold injected sort of thing versus just somebody painting something to make it look like the what they wanted so that was educational for me and i appreciated seeing that difference that i hadn't noticed in decades so you're see you're seeing the craftsmanship in the props now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, from the w first one where they only had eleven million dollars and they were trying to stretch every penny to, you know, where they had some money, I, I could see where yeah, the props had changed. And I almost feel like the reason why Star Wars now has that used grungy feel was because in the beginning they were just they did what they could do and it had that feel almost as an accidental byproduct of them stretching the budget on their props. I see. I see. Well, you reminded me of one last point I'll make then, Chris, which is that one of the biggest pops of the night, spoiler alert, is when R2-D2 is revealed. <laughs> well, he's in the trailer, so one of the trailers. So, did Luke lose his hand? <laughs> How do you <laughs> lose a hand? Whoa, whoa, what do you, wait, what do you mean? What? <laughs> so the hand that reaches out and, like, like grabs r2 in the trailer, it's all, like, gnarly and, like, it, it's like a, like a robotic hand, like... Like Terminator hand or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that what wasn't exactly. his prosthetic. Did that he was his old prosthetic. I guess he did. Well, yeah, because he covered that? it with the glove. Remember the old one. But then, then he got the new one that sort of looked better. 
Was that right. Luke? Was that definitely Luke? Because in the movie, that scene was only shown as part of her crazy flashback when she grabs the saber, right? You know what I mean? The, 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 where he's, like, touching... I, I thought that was only yes, shown as... it could have been someone besides Luke. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seemed, it seemed like it only showed that during the Force... One of the Force Vision scenes. I'll, I'm going to see the movie five more times, so I'll look more carefully, but... No, no, but you definitely saw the Terminator hand at the end. Oh, he had it... When she was actually there, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, when he when he when he when he removed his hood. Okay. Um, I don't know. Makes me wonder. Uh, why? Yeah, maybe he did lose his hand, Brian. Maybe he got dissolved. Maybe messed with his force powers. <laughs> maybe uh, you know, uh, Darth Maul in spite with spider legs came back and chopped it off again. <laughs> Oh, by, man. by the way, as we as we talk, final comment. Carrie Fisher says discontinuing Slave Leia merchandise is stupid. Hashtag Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did that did that announcement like just can't come out? Is that like? I heard it from nerds in the theater, um, so it's new to me. I, I think I heard of it like a week ago, maybe. I read a lot of cosplay stuff though, when they were kind of pissed about it. It's kind of dumb. I mean, I get that it's not a good role model for little girls, but so maybe don't play it up as a thing for little girls. Allegedly, one father had said, what can I tell my daughter about Slave Leia? And Carrie Fisher was like, that the bad man put her in the costume and she killed that bad man. That's what you can say. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) That's her Jackie Brown outfit. That's re- that's really parents, you know, being uncomfortable with the concept of sexuality because it was a sexualized Leia and Jabba had her in that costume because, you know, he wasn't keeping her around to clean. He was this there. again is is the effect of geeks now becoming dads as an entire massive generation of geeks. They're yeah, I, I second I thoughts thought... and going, Whoa, wait, 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 things that they didn't think about when they were 15 and thought, or they thought was cool when they were 15, suddenly seen in a different light when they have a little daughter they have to explain things to. I hope when I become a dad, I can just explain things, as opposed to, like, demanding that they not exist because I'm having a hard time explaining them. We'll find out, won't we? Probably not, but... <laughs> Odds are, no. <laughs> Definitely better for the whole world to, uh, child pro- to child-proof the whole world as opposed to having to, I don't know rear the child but anyway <laughs> that's gonna get us in some hot water better stop and uh with that said guys unless you have anything else to add let us close this out and tell our audience that we wish the forces with them is that a good way to go out yep awesome there's travaganza check us out itunes uh stitcher etc facebook twitter instagram nerdstravaganza.com for all of our episodes uh, nerdstravaganza on YouTube for all of our videos and shoot us an email and tell us what you think about Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com with all that said punch it Chrissy (laughs) 